2: And we're live. Uh, Sorry about that, folks. Uh, We had some technical difficulties, but we are live, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Scott Adams Show. Uh, We are going to be talking about the third tranche of Epstein uh, uh, files. Uh, There was the second that came out yesterday. The third came out today, and uh, so we have that to talk about. Also, there's an election in Taiwan, and we want to get to that as well. So we're going to be talking about the election in Taiwan as well. Um, There's something going on with our State Department meddling in other people's business again. With the CIA and the Pentagon. And uh, anytime uh, the Kirby guy uh, speaks, I always believe that – I tend to believe that it's – Whatever they're saying, whatever the liberals in America are saying, it's usually the opposite. It's the only playbook they know. And they've gone to that well so much that it's become quite obvious. Uh, so, all right. Well, I apologize for the uh, opening. Uh, we didn't have an intro today. Um, but we do have some interesting news. So, for example, yesterday I was talking about um how the patriots are chipping away at the globalists agenda and exposing it for all it's worth nobody really believes the world economic forum anymore nobody is interested in what they have to say and um they're starting to just be busted just like the fbi nobody trusts the fbi anymore nobody trusts the department of justice And we have a story to tell you about Harrison Ford, uh, not Harrison Ford, um, a Trump supporter, a black guy, Harrison King, I believe his name is, and he uh, got raided by the FBI. And I think he was involved in the Georgia uh, case as well with uh, Fannie Willis, but for some reason... They approached him with guns ablazing, you know, guns drawn, and they uh, attacked him while he was with his daughter, a black guy who just so happens to support Trump, which more and more black people are supporting Trump because why not? Trump is great. But here's the thing. They did it in front of his kids. And he didn't, and they they didn't identify them, themselves, and so he resisted and ran from these perpetrators, and then they arrested him because of uh, going against the police or something like that, and they got it on tape, and I think that they were serving him some papers or something, but he uh, basically was smart. And level-headed and said, I'll wait for my lawyer. But he was polite and uh, agreed with everything that they said to do. And then they, they took him away in handcuffs in front of his kids. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, these are the same people pushing a globalist agenda, bowing to China, and the nature of this show is going to be to explain all that and to help understand what is going on here also that you know flying the private jet from cop28 to davos which is right around the corner they're going to try to somehow build trust and they're going to put their sheep's clothing back on take their teeth and put the fangs and put them back in their mouth and try to coast through an election year. A lot of people say there's going to be a lot of black swans in 2024, and I believe it. I believe we might see a cyber attack. We might see another pandemic. Whatever it is, it's going to be a lot of loss of life, a lot of death and destruction, a lot of shenanigans, possibly assassinations, and it's all on full display right now. You know this. Nothing's going to happen with these people that are on this list. With the Epstein's, everything that we're review, that we're learning right now, we already knew. But we're he- seeing this written te- te- testimony, oral testimony of a deposition, and we're seeing all this information coming out, and the media has been so desensitized to the shenanigans of child trafficking and and teachers that are molesting children. We see it so often. I believe it was conditioning and grooming. A lot of people had said that, that for the last three or four years we were seeing this uptick in the molestation of children or teachers uh, uh, raping children and child trafficking through the Southern border. And, you even saw people like Alan Dershowitz want a proposition to change the laws to lower the age to which um, these types of crimes exist, like from maybe 17 to 16 or, or 14. And it's, a, it's, it's had an effect on it because the media doesn't seem to think this is a story. They don't seem to, to be too concerned. Kimmel's not going to lose his job, Jimmy Kimmel. Bill Clinton's still going to get paid to speak. Hillary Clinton's still going to get invited on news programs. You know, nothing's going to happen to these people. And half of them are dying off. Bill Richardson's dead. You know, all these scoundrels and scumbags are still going to get their acting jobs. But times are changing. The New York Empire Wind to offshore wind farm, dead in the water, Equinor and BP, British Petroleum, cancel huge offshore wind contract in latest blow to Biden's climate agenda, citing rising inflation, higher borrowing costs, and supply chain issues. That's according to Reuters. That's kind of a big deal. But what are we going to do for energy? So Elise Stavonick, earlier this week, she informed Craig Rydell, Ohio District Number 9, a congressman, that she will be withdrawing her endorsement. She said this, I was disappointed in his inappropriate comments. Regarding President Trump, as we begin 2024, my focus on ensuring we nominate the strongest candidates on the ballot who are committed to electing President Trump this November and expanding our House GOP majority. She's basically a that was a wrecking ball to Rona McDaniel, who no longer controls the RNC. She just hoards whatever money that comes in to the RNC, which is down, to say the least. Whatever money goes into the RNC or WinRed, which I don't recommend financing any of that, ever. If you're going to send a donation, send it to people that are standing behind Trump. Uh, Organizations that support America First policies. Magapac.org. Not to be confused with Magapac.com, but org is an organization that supports Donald Trump, but it, it supports mainly the American First uh, Agenda. Because as a 501c3, we can't really endorse a, a candidate. We, we endorse, like Elise Stefanik said, we endorse ideas that... And we we help promote candidates that, that will carry through the America First idea. I hear all this nonsense about the border security. And the thing is, is that there's three words that need to be said. Build a wall. Build the wall. That's it. Boom. Three words. Build the wall. I don't care if anybody says walls don't work. I don't care. They're lying. Walls work. You put a wall up and people aren't coming through any stretch of the border they want. And we're spending way too many billions of dollars feeding, housing, shipping, giving people phones, flying them all over the country. I mean, that stuff costs money. And we need to put a stop to that. The only thing that the Biden administration wants, and they're right now, this week, blaming the Republicans for a lack of border security. They have the worst record in the history of mankind. Mayorkas should be impeached. But the, uh, Jean-Pierre and Biden should not be able to get away with the lies of their open border policies. All they want is more money to process more illegals in a smoother, faster way. They want more lawyers. They want more judges. They want more processors. They want more people to fill out forms and and uh, and, and manage the app, the CB, CBP1 app. They just want to get these people registered to vote in a, in a more streamlined motor voter rollout so that they can get them a ballot by the U.S. Postal Service Liberal Union, send them and mail them a ballot for free, which costs me money because that stamp costs some money. And they want to send those ballots out and have them collected by a liberal ballot harvester, have that ballot harvester fill it out and and, and drop it off in a drop box over the course of 30 days prior to an election, and then they'll count those ballots after election night's results are in and they determine how many votes they need to pull off a rigged election. That's all that's going on in America right now. And the thing about it is, right now, the election in Taiwan, just like in 2014, when Jeffrey Pyatt and Victoria Newland from the State Department were Help rigging the election and admitting full throated admission that they have metabiota and other biolabs in Ukraine. They were installing new leadership so that they could, they could store the bioweapons that they got from the Middle East from, from uh, Saddam Hussein's chemical weapons and, and Syria. They were stored in Syria, they were stored in Iraq. They were guarded by ISIS rebels, mercenaries. We call them terrorists. Remember when Biden uh, and Obama and Lindsey Graham used to call ISIS ISIL? There was a reason for that. In Levant versus in Sham. ISIS. Islamic State in Sham. Islamic State in Levant. Well, in Levant meant basically that uh, uh, Israel gets wiped off the face of the map. So this whole thing about the Palestinians and from the river to the sea, well, Obama, Barack Obama and his Muslim Muslim Brotherhood cronies and his um, best buddy Erdogan from Turkey saw to it that they overthrew Mubarak in Egypt, installed a, a Muslim Brotherhood Morsi guy who ran like a terrorist, that country, for a short time, and then Al-Sisi came in and booted him out. And it was, they called it a military coup, and they never, ever did recognize Al-Sisi as the leader of Egypt. But he restored peace to Egypt <clears throat> as best he could. But, you know, the thing is, is that ISIS was a paid mercenary group by the United States to guard oil so they could run oil through Qaddafi's Libya because they killed Qaddafi to do it. Set up a shop in Benghazi, and they ran basically gold and weapons and 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 cash all over the place, out of Benghazi, into through Cyprus into uh, into the uh, areas where ISIS was set up as headquartered and headquartered like in Raqqa Syria you know he was uh al-baghdadi was uh, a a in in a detention camp in camp Bukha in southern iraq and they freed and released him because he was the leader that everybody wanted so they just got him out he set up shop in syria and syria mind you is a puppet of russia so you know, it put us at odds with Russia right there and then. That was the predecessor to Russia's aggression in Crimea and Ukraine. Remember when Obama said, after the election, I'll have more flexibility? That's what it was all about. It was about, you let us do what we need to do, and we'll, let you, we'll give you something. And it's always that quid pro quo. There's a reason why it is that we're allowing China to run those balloons all over our country and not do anything about it. Well, they're doing the same doggone thing right now over Taiwan, who has an election next week, by the way. And what's at stake in that election is there's a bunch of liberals and there's a bunch of conservatives groups. There's three presidential candidates that you got the United States now meddling in their election, just like they did in Ukraine, to ensure a certain outcome. So what better way? See, the United States knows that they're going to lose Taiwan to China. They know that. They already know that that's going to happen. That Taiwan, they're never going to be able to save Taiwan. Because they allowed our military to become a transvestite uh uh, a surgical, surgical mission, and the recruiting is down, and our military spending is not appropriated properly. There's far too much corruption in the military industrial complex. We're not a serious nation. and we know that we can't sustain and keep Taiwan. And we know that China is part of the New World Order and the globalist movement, that they are the supply chain, that they are the slave labor manufacturing camp. Just ask Amazon. Everything they sell comes from China. And so there it is. China is here to stay so long as we want them to stay. We could collapse China in two seconds economically. Just by the NATO countries and in the European Union and the North America Union, Canada and America and South America, deciding, you know what? China overreached, China is going to pay, and the United Nations would get involved, and there would be tariffs and boycotts of Chinese products and sanctions. And that would just collapse China overnight. They're already struggling. So we got China where we want them economically, not militarily. And they're expanding their empire, You know, buying up farmland in America, uh, buying up mining rights in Africa, and expanding their alliances with Iran and Russia, Thanks to Joe Biden, of course, and his foreign policy, Jake Sullivan, Victoria Newland, all these whippersnapper academics that don't know crap. And here we are. We keep talking out of both sides of our mouth saying, yeah, we, we support Taiwan. But secretly, we're supporting a candidate right now that's going to actually appease China. And hand over the keys to Taiwan to China, and and we're going to say, well, that sometimes democracy is ugly. We're going to blame it on democracy. You know, the, that's the people. The people voted. Why is it that people always vote for the thing that they don't want? You know, it's because the elections are rigged, and nobody knows how to rig an election better than the State Department. Oh, yeah, they were equipped with USAID and all the money that comes out of their pockets. Or I should say your pockets. But you got Samantha Power running the USAID. She was Obama's right-hand man. She's the one that actually unsealed the most records of any person. And people were scratching their head. Why would our UN ambassador be the one unmasking the names uh, to support this Russian hoax, remember Flynn and Kislyak and all that, and the Dot Steele dossier, and they had the January you know fifth meeting, and the January sixth meeting. I'm not talking about J six. I'm talking about in 2017, when they all got together and hatched a plan with James Comey and and bro- Joe Biden and Samantha Power and Susan Rice. So I'm telling you, man, this stuff is still going on. And they are using USAID now with Samantha Power to pay and bribe and uh, kickstart candidates that they want. Candidates that will... The same candidate that I believe that we're secretly supporting would be the same candidate that China actually wants. Now, publicly, we're going to say we support the other candidate. But secretly, we're financing and funding and grooming and pushing the media agenda for the candidate that we actually say we don't want, but we actually do want. Because the candidate in Taiwan that's going to uh, end up winning that election is going to be the candidate that's going to actually hand over the keys to China. And there's going to be a peaceful transition, and we're going to blame it on democracy. We're going to say, well, elections have consequences, and we didn't get the outcome that we wanted, but that's the, that's it, that is the that's the outcome we wanted. We just aren't saying it. Because we know that Taiwan's going to eventually be lost to China because we don't have the muscle to prevent it. So in order for the United States to save face, we are going to go ahead and sneakily groom a candidate that has no business in winning for the good of Taiwan and China's going to end up getting what they want. Otherwise, maybe they reveal what Hunter Biden did or Joe Biden did. They're compromised, aren't they? They send balloons anywhere they want, right? These spy balloons. So yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. So I'm going to go ahead and play uh, some audio to, to, to back up what I'm saying. Right here. First off, let's take a listen to this.
3: Well, Taiwan's defense ministry says that another Chinese balloon crossed the median line of the Taiwan Strait yesterday. That is after five Chinese balloons flew over the island just this week. And all of this as we're just over a week away from Taiwan's presidential and parliamentary election. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby speaking about this yesterday. Watch.
2: John Kirby. We obviously support. uh... Now, Now, John Kirby, you have to understand, is the biggest liar other than Jean-Pierre and Joe Biden uh, in Washington, D.C.
1: The democracy uh, and the democratic institutions of Taiwan. And uh, we want to see free, fair, open, transparent uh, elections there. Um, And we're certainly mindful that uh, outside actors could try to interfere. Yeah, like the United States. We continue to, to urge anyone outside Taiwan, not to interfere in, uh, uh, in their ability to have a free fair Democratic Like the United election. States.
3: Taiwan's foreign ministry also saying the government's documenting China's alleged attempts to interfere in its elections and will publish an analysis soon after the vote. Let's bring in Gate Stone Institute senior fellow and author of The Coming Collapse of China and China is Going to War, Gordon Chang.
2: Yeah, well, Gordon Chang, he's going to weigh in on that on a very traditional way. But Kirby... John Kirby, he's already talking about. We want to make sure we we want to be there to make sure that everything's on the up and up. That's sort of like when Joe Biden said, "We've put together the 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 most fundamental and 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 largest election fraud campaign since since sliced bread." Yeah, he just said it, Joe. You know, he just said it. But really, what he's, I think he, what they were going to argue is we were trying to make sure that the election was the fairest of all. It's like, okay, so it's a fox guarding in the hen house. Reminds me of the time when uh, Barack Hussein um, was running in Philadelphia um, during the, his first presidential bid. And you had the Black Panther, new Black Panther parties sitting out there with billy clubs. <laughs> threatening any any person that wasn't voting for Barack, threatening them, and of course, the uh, Eric Holder DOJ did nothing. You know, it's what it is. Just what it is. All right, so let's take a listen to these candidates. There's three candidates.
3: Taiwan's presidential hopefuls are taking part in their first televised debate as the island gears up for an election on the 13th of January. Uh, there are three candidates vying for the top job. Vice President William Lai of the ruling Democratic Progressive Party, New Taipei Mayor Hou i of the main opposition party Kuomintang, and former Taipei Mayor Ke Wen-je of the Taiwan People's Party. Uh, For more on the debates, let's speak to CNA's Lauren Ong. She joins us live from Taipei. Lauren, how big of a part did cross-strait relations play in this first debate? Well, it was an hour and a half presentation where the candidates had an opportunity to present their policies, but they also took a hit from their their competitors. And um, this was actually a chance to, it wasn't exactly a format. For the candidates to have a debate, they all had 10 minutes in a series of three rounds. But what they did was they had crossed swords over how Taiwan should engage China. And the DPP, for instance, they came under fire for um, its commitment to for the foreign policy work of the current President Taiwan. And, and that has since seen tensions rise. Across for uh, for the cross-strait relations, and Ho I, the Kuomintang opposition party, as ex- ex- actually said that this meant that war was imminent, and a vote for him, the Kuomintang candidate, would actually mean a vote for peace. He's kind of framed the elections as a choice between the. Um, Choice between war and peace, and he's also emphasized his 3D strategy that is more dialogue, deterrence, and de escalation. But um, the DPP ruling party's candidate, William Lai, also took hits um, for, also shot back at his opposition candidates, and especially highlighting how they had failed to form a coalition. And also, criticizing that they have formed a false sense of security um, for the cross-strait relations. And also he has further rejected the 1992 um, consensus and sort of framed this election as a like a choice between trusting Taiwan and giving this trust to the hands of another country. But for Ko Wenjie, the Taiwan People's Party, he has sort of framed this issue as um, something that he will want to maintain the status quo, as well as bringing out more dialogue with China. That's to mutual respect. And he sort of hopes that Taiwan can sort of be a bridge for U.S.-China relations um, as well. But at the same time, he also emphasized the importance...
2: Yeah, yeah, something happened there. But um, uh, the way the way I see it, uh, the fact that John Kirby weighed in the way he did and what he said uh, was very reminiscent of what was being done and said about Ukraine in 2014. And wherever it seems like it seems like wherever the State Department gets their crummy little paws in and starts throwing money around through their money arm USAID and spying on people through our CIA and whacking people and putting out assassination attempts, um, you have problems. Especially when you combine it with the DOD and the DOE. Um, you know, and the Pentagon. I mean Let's face it. Fauci was, and I, by the way, I went back and I looked at the Scott Adams show. If you were to go back, if you were to go to our our SoundCloud and go and type in Scott Adams show at SoundCloud and Fauci and bioweapon or Fauci and asset, you will find a show from nine. I think it was nine fourteen twenty one. September 14th, 2021, when I said that Fauci was an asset, I compared him to the scientists that were involved in the atom bomb, that he was involved with bioweapons. And uh, so back in mid-21, 2021, I was talking about Fauci being an asset. And all of a sudden we're finding out that Fauci was working with the CIA, the USAID, the State Department, and the Pentagon. And that's exactly what goes on with our country. Our country meddles in other people's affairs to ensure outcomes. And oftentimes, the outcomes are not the outcomes that we promise or suggest or say we support it's almost like the exact opposite is true. What we say we support and what we actually are trying to achieve through a clandestine operation are the opposite of each other. And in this case, I believe that they want this conflict between Taiwan and China to go away. And the only way that goes away is if China gets what it wants. And I think that they want a peaceful transition by helping to elect a leader that will be dumb enough to give over Taiwan, give Taiwan over to the Chinese sooner rather than later. And that's what's going on there. Well, Nikki Haley, uh, you got this clip basically saying, talking about how great the illegals are. That are coming through our com- country.
4: But let's keep in mind, these people that are wanting to come here, they want to come for a better life too. They have kids too. They have a heart too. They they're so fighting age man We don't need to be Nikki. disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life and they're desperate to get here.
2: Have you seen a picture of the MS13 dudes coming through our bo- that that su- southern border? Have you seen the terrorists? This whole naivety, uh, she's not that stupid. She just bought a four and a half million dollar mansion in South Carolina. You know what you can get for four and a half million in South Carolina? It's a beautiful mansion. It's actually worth a lot more. She got a sweetheart deal to boot. So somebody not only gave her a ten million dollar discount off this house, but it's like a it's a McMansion. You know, this woman. As soon as she got hooked up with the military industrial complex, she made millions. Then you got this moron, the New York City mayor, uh, he, Eric Adams, decided, no, he's not going to sue Joe Biden or the Department of Justice, no, for the illegals coming through the border. He's going to sue the busing New York companies. New
4: City has and will continue to do our part to manage this humanitarian crisis. But we cannot bear the course of reckless political ploys from the state of Texas alone. Today, our administration filed a lawsuit against 17 companies that have taken part in Texas Governor Greg Abbott's scheme to transport tens of thousands of migrants to New York City in an attempt to overwhelm our social services.
2: He's a sanctuary city, right? I thought it was smart what Abbott did because he's basically saying, hey. I know you want to convert these people to voters, so you know, have them vote in the state that we have no chance of winning, like New York and California and Chicago, Illinois, right? Speaking of Chicago, Illinois, the Pritzkers, they had a bad week. They had a bad week indeed. And uh, uh let's see. Big week for the wonderful Pritzker family. <laughs> They have the governorship in Illinois, chair the board at Harvard, leading the team to hire Claudine Gay, and allegedly having sex with children. They're busted. They're on the list. So Al Gore and John Kerry, it looks like you two are fantastic climate activists, hypocrites. How to be a good climate activist. Step one, own a private jet. Step two. Lecture the poor. Step three, fly to Davos. Step four, give yourself an award. Step five, make rules to make the poor poorer. Step six, don't follow the rules yourself. That's what's going on, folks. No matter what the problem is, more government is not the answer. When they tell you we need more government to control the corporations currently controlling the government... (laughs) right we need more government so we can control the corporations it's kind of crazy so there's a town hall uh, article it says watching the journos try to process Harvard president's ouster is really something so Harvard president's Harvard's president badly botched the university response to an explosion of an anti-semitism on campus right so it's not only about anti-Semitism; it's about plagiarism. It's and and so it just it just underscores the problem with DEI, right? Because the woman is dumb as a rock, and she's president of Harvard. So, you know, it's it's tough. It's a tough place for them to be in the world of the DEI argument right now. I mean, most people with common sense will tell you. DEI is the polar opposite of meritocracy you can't have both and our country is founded and based on meritocracy so you know we have open borders and we have child trafficking listen to this, this is uh, more video than audio but I want you to hear just a little bit of it
1: this is insane guys check this out not worried about seat belts not worried about anything else they're all children they're all children look at these kids coming out of this
2: you don't follow laws around here
1: seat belts look at this one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen 20, 21, 21 people, 21 people, 21 people, who's that little kid? Y'all are going to ticket him? That's illegal as fuck. All
2: right, so there's maybe a curse word there, but... Uh, says Joe Biden's child trafficking operation caught on camera. This is how the children are being moved around in the United States. Biden and Majorcas have become the most prolific child sex traffickers in the world. It's open borders getting out of control. And and another thing, it's all fighting age men and terrorist groups. So Israel is Epstein Island 2.0. It's a heaven for sex. It's a haven for sexual predators and pedophiles like Jimmy Julius Carroll. Exploiting the law of return, they escape justice, leaving a trail of shattered lives. Israel's inaction and communities shielding these monsters are complicit in the moral catastrophe. It's high time for urgent reform. Anything less is a betrayal of basic human decency. So, you know, in the wake of the child trafficking um, related to Victoria's Secrets founder Lex Wexman and his good friend Jeffrey Epstein and the, all the people in Hollywood that were supporting it, um, this is what you have. Take a listen. This is uh CBS network. Hold
3: on. A CBS News investigation has uncovered a loophole that allows accused and convicted American pedophiles to escape justice by moving to Israel. So Ian Lee has been following this for more than a year, and he traveled to Israel for this investigation. He worked with a group that tracks people accused of sex crimes, which estimates dozens of Americans have used this loophole.
2: So basically they were tracking and they were finding that these people who were being tracked were going to Israel. To escape justice and scrutiny. So, Trump always knew one was cleared uh, and the other wasn't. Bill Clinton has a history of known sexual deviance and assaults. Those two are not the same. So, talking about Trump. So, this is back in 2015. And listen to Trump uh,
0: Bill Clinton.
1: Nice guy. Uh, got a lot of problems coming up, in my opinion, with the famous island with Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of problems.
2: Uh, Bill, Clinton. <laughs> That's pretty funny, right? So, of course, Donald Trump is free and clear. Attorney Bradley Edwards, who spent a decade on the Jeffrey Epstein case and presented 70 victims, Trump was the only person who picked up the phone and said, let's just talk. I'll tell you what you need to know. Trump very, was very helpful. Obviously, our current president has had relationships with Epstein in the past, and there are those uh, Katie Johnson and maybe other victims who... Accused this is of uh, back when Trump was president. Of being involved in things like this. Um, in my experience, Trump supporters will not listen to anything along those lines. Obviously, we're not a court of law here right now, but are those claims of the, though that case was dropped? It was dropped before it went to, to court. And your opinion as a lawyer and your experience, is there anything you can say as to the validity of those claims or whether or not there will be any you know, any more about that?
1: Nothing at all. I, the only thing that I can say about President Trump is that he is the only person who, in 2009, when I served a lot of subpoenas on a lot of people, or at least gave notice to some pretty uh, connected people that I was going that I wanted to talk to them, He is the only person who picked up the phone and said, let's just talk. I'll give you as much time as you want. I'll tell you what you need to know and was very helpful in the information that he gave and gave no indication whatsoever that he was involved in anything untoward whatsoever, but had good information that checked out and that helped us and that we didn't have to take a a, a deposition of him. That was in 2009. That, That was in 2009.
2: So, Do you know if there's any truth to James Patterson's claims that Trump kicked Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago? I've definitely heard that. (laughs) So, yeah, Trump's Trump's a rock star. Trump did good. So your green energy solar panels are made in China by slave labor Uyghur Muslims in factories powered by coal from rare earth elements that were strip-mined by child labor. Climate scam. Keep calm and ignore the climate scam. That was a post I thought I would share with you. So Nikki Haley writes this. Russia said once they take Ukraine, Poland, and the Baltics are next. So Russia never said that, number one. Nikki Haley's lying because she wants to buy a bigger house than the one she already bought. And the money laundering that goes on in Ukraine helps make people like Nikki Haley rich. This is about preventing war, she says. She's all about peace, mind you. We don't want our men and women to have to go and fight. So she's basically saying, Russia said that if they take Ukraine, they never said that. They said the exact opposite. If they take Ukraine, Poland, and the Baltics are next. That's a Lindsey Graham talking point. Nikki Haley bows to Lindsey Graham, both from South Carolina, by the way, and she answers to, to Lindsey. So Sean Davis wrote this. He says, another textbook example of the neocon paradox. Russia is simultaneously about to def- to be defeated by Ukraine, so give more money, and then also, on the flip side, on the verge of conquering all of Europe. They never stop lying to foment wars that make their friends rich and consequently makes themselves rich. So Tucker Carlson said this, You know what, y'all? Call me crazy. Oh, no, he didn't say this. Someone else said, Call me crazy, but after watching this, I'm beginning to think that Epstein didn't kill himself. I'm kidding. Okay, right. All right, so let's take a look at this uh, real quick Tucker clip. Samson
0: is the person who declared it officially a suicide, and she was not, as you
2: said. You know what happens when they call something a suicide, right? They stop an investigation. That was the place where you know all the cameras weren't working. The guards didn't know anything. There was sle- the guards were sleeping. The cameras weren't working, and Epstein was dead. And this was under Bill Barr's watch. Yeah. Okay, got it.
0: Samson is the person who declared it officially a suicide and she was not as you said at the autopsy i mean she was not present for it
4: correct and you know when they call it a suicide they stop investigating because if there's a suicide there's really nothing to investigate right if it's a suicide because somebody killed themselves case closed so that's how they can just sort of cover it up they never they never did an investigation they didn't never interviewed the emts that were called to the jail. They never interviewed the hospital personnel where his body was, was shipped. They, 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 I can't get any answers as to what investigation was done. When I met with the Justice Department people a few months after the death, every question I asked was answered by saying, after a thorough investigation, we determined it was a suicide. That was the, it was like them pleading the fifth. I got the same answer to every question I asked.
0: So, um, do you have, have, did you speak to Barbara Sampson, the official who ruled this as suicide? No,
4: I haven't been able to get to her.
0: Oh, she never called you? No. So, in, um, in her public explanation, she has been asked about this. We tried to reach out to her. She refused to speak to us um, for reasons we don't understand. Uh, but in her official explanation, she suggested that she ruled it a suicide, effectively overruling the judgment of the people who actually were from the autopsy, because your brother had attempted suicide previously.
4: Yeah, but that's been shown to be false. Uh, You can listen to David Schoen, his attorney, on the podcast, the Crime Waves podcast. He explains that Jeff was attacked by his cellmate, but he didn't want to report it as such because he was afraid of retaliation.
0: Um, But every news account of his initial injuries in the, in the weeks before his death said that he had tried to kill himself in a, in a cell he was found in fetal position on the floor after a failed suicide attempt et cetera, et cetera.
4: well you know once somebody says that then everyone picks up the same story and then it becomes you know the truth just because it's been repeated so many times but the fact is he was not he did not attempt suicide That.
2: so a lot of that that was a recent interview with tucker and jeffrey Epstein's brother wow It's crazy stuff. I remember when that happened, too. It's just absolutely crazy. So, new. FBI thugs fail to to present their credentials and hunt down black Trump campaign aide Harrison Floyd at the direction of Jack Smith. If only they treated Epstein's associates like this. In the video, Floyd, who called 911, tells Rockville officers... That the agents, who didn't identify themselves, approached him while he was holding his two-year-old daughter. Floyd tells the officers that the agents rushed him and started touching him and his daughter. I did not push. I did not shut. I did not, didn't touch. I need to let my lawyer have a further conversation with you guys. Floyd was later arrested for second-degree assault. Unreal.
4: I saw a fucking gun, though. Oh, so. so these guys, my mother-in-law... Oh, wait.
2: I think, yeah, this this actually has a bunch of cursing in it, so I can't do that. All right. Um, but it's quite interesting. You know, it's it's absolutely... Uh, uh, we're living in a, a, a police state. So someone replied to that. FBI targets parents. FBI targets churches. FBI targeted conservatives. FBI targeted... American journalists, FBI targeted an American president. The FBI has been rendered inefficient and ineffective, f- failing to protect the American people and uphold the law. Dismantle it! Dismantle it now. I I agree. I, I think that it FBI has had a long history of problems. You take uh, someone like FBI former FBI director Lewis Free. Looking at the Epstein list and who is who's on it? Former FBI director Louis Free. Louis Free. Louis Free. Same guy who gave one hundred thousand dollars to Biden's granddaughter. Ex FBI chief gave one hundred thousand dollars to Biden grandkid trust as he sought future work with the Bidens. So that's Louis Free. FBI. So Mike Benz, he wrote this. He says, Remember when the Pentagon spent $500 million producing Al-Qaeda propaganda videos? So he posts it here. It says the Pentagon hired a U.K.-based PR firm to produce and disseminate videos during the Iraq War. U.S. government spent over $500 million on fake Al-Qaeda propaganda videos the track location of viewers. I said, in response to that, I said, let's not forget that American CIA, State Department, USAID, and Pentagon are actively gifting China by meddling in Taiwan's elections to install radical socialist leadership that will eventually comply with Chinese interests. They rigged Ukraine's elections to facilitate bioweapons, out of the Middle East. So Florida Surgeon General calls for the complete halt of COVID-19 vaccines. The Pfizer COVID vaccine right here. It's just the top of the top of the news cycle here.
3: Scenes, scenes for an an immediate halt on the use of all mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Latipo put out a press release detailing the scientific and medical reasons to justify halting the use of these mRNA vaccines. He also tweeted out this statement, quote, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have always played it fast and loose with COVID-19 vaccine safety, but their failure to test for DNA integration with the human genome as their own guidelines dictate when the vaccines are known to be contaminated with foreign DNA, is intolerable.
2: There you go, right? Our own government actively working against us. So let's take a listen to this quick Trump clip.
1: The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. You know that, right? Blessed are the peacemakers. I made peace. Remember Hillary said, he will take us into war. No, I took us out of all these wars. I got us out of Syria, got us out of Iraq. But I'll be your peacemaker, and I am the only candidate who can make this promise to you. I will prevent World War III.
2: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's true, though. You know, that's uh, one of the best arguments you can make. I have this uh, really great clip of uh, uh, President Trump um, at the World Economic Forum talking about America first, and america first and and other countries should put themselves first and it was completely at odds with globalism um in what they're trying to achieve which is one world government and autonomy and sovereignty was what trump was pushing at the world economic forum well you know we're readying ourselves for davos right around the corner uh, we're running out of time right now. You've been listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out, be sure to check out uh, Magapac. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Also, make a donation if you can, if you'd like to help keep the Scott Adams Show commercial free. And uh, also use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.